Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. Father, 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 Son, and Holy Spirit, Spirit, Amen. Lord, thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about you, to think about you, and to be loved by you. It's wonderful that you gave us our choice of what we can choose to do, whether we can listen to you or not. Father, please come into my soul at all times. Let me know what you would like for me to do for the remainder of my life. I do love you, Father. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. We have a unique show today. My co-host is Father Mark Miley. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. And today, uh, we're going to serve up Mr. Murphy Gilbo, a great Cajun Catholic, a good friend. And when I think of the term Cajun Catholic, he really is the first guy that pops in my mind. Uh, Murphy is a commercial loan officer for Gulf Coast Bank, and uh, and he's from Kaplan, I believe, originally. Yes? Yes, sir. That is correct. All right, Murph. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me. All right, Murphy, tell us. I want to know. I want to start at the beginning with you. I really want to hear a little bit about your youth, where you went to school, and uh, just give, give us the whole story from the beginning. Well, Todd, I had a very normal life. And when you talk about Cajun Catholic, uh, I'm from Kaplan, Louisiana, which to me is the center point of all the Cajun uh, activity that in our area. We, we laugh about it all the time when Father and I talk about it. If everybody would understand that everything starts in Kaplan, then it fingers out to, you know, Lafayette is a suburb of Kaplan, of That's course. right, that's right. You know, Abbeville is. So the, the sooner that everybody understands that, the better off it's we're all It's the capital be. of the Cajun nation. Nobody knew it. That's true. That's true. Okay. That's why we're out here talking about it. Well, I had a normal uh, upbringing in it all. My father and uh, mother, I have uh, three siblings. I have a uh, sister that I'm the oldest of four. And uh, I have a, my next sister is two years younger than me, and my brother is four years younger than me then my youngest sister is 10 years younger than me and uh just a normal upbringing uh uh of course went to i did go to maltrate memorial for about three years uh which is a catholic school in uh, in kaplan elementary school then i went to public school after that which was uh elementary and then junior high high school and on to school college and that kaplan high yeah kaplan high school yes sir uh, kaplan high school the pirates absolutely and uh, on my on the my the religious side of it, my mother's very very devoted uh, Catholic. Her family uh, that she grew up in, actually my uh, godmother is a nun, uh, and she was uh, in the uh, Gray Nuns, mm-hmm. which uh, taught at uh, Maltrate Memorial School and, and all. And uh, so I there was a lot of Catholic in my life, by Sounds all like means, it. on my mother's side. My dad's side, my grandmother always, uh, I used to love to watch her pay, pray the rosary. She would just sit there with her rosary and just pray and pray, and she didn't know any English. And uh, so I, I had to learn French at a very young age, but she'd always say that rosary. Man, those beads were in her hand. I'd look at it, and I'm like, and as a young child, it's, you know, it's very impressionable. Very impressionable. You know, and, and uh, I don't know if you ever heard the uh, Johnny Jono was a great Cajun uh, radio disc jockey in Beaumont, Texas. And he had a, a song that he 
put out, and it's actually he speaks in the in the, in the song more than sings, but it's proud to be a Cajun, you know. And in his version of, you need to pull it up and we take got a look it. We at have it. to put that on. And in it, he talks about grandparents being on that front porch with that rosary, mm-hmm. saying it all wow. the time, and how a great whenever someone passed away, you know, you didn't leave the dead by themselves. You, you kept them. You stayed all night. And had a vigil. You know, it's just a great, and, and that's how I vision my grandmother watching her just praying that rosary and all. And I know she was praying for me. She had to because it took a lot of prayer for me. <laughs> I promise you. And uh, it still takes a lot of prayer for me. Yeah, I, I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> Father does, which is true. So, I just want to comment. There's nothing more beautiful than prayers in Cajun French. I mean, is that just like the salt of the earth? For me? I mean, it is for me. You know, I love to hear the. Um, uh, uh, Richard LaBeouf does Amazing Grace in French, and boy, and as accordion, and when he does Amazing Grace in French, he just sends chills through your arms. They're just fantastic. Well, anyway, uh, as Father and I have talked about it many times, my mother was the backbone of my uh, Catholic upbringing. My dad did not go to church, uh, but he did know uh, God and all, and, and uh, you know he'd go as we mentioned before, Christmas time, you know, and Easter, and then of course when we were baptized, and you know, special occasion, and all. But every day he did not, every Sunday, excuse me, he was not at church. So my mother was really, really strenuous about that. But like anything else, a young person, you go there, and 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 uh, did I learn? I probably did. You know, did I absorb? Probably not too much. Actually, when I first started going to uh, church, it was in Latin, hmm. so I surely didn't know, you know, what what they were saying. You know, I was just, I was just in mass. You know, I, it was in Latin, so I, I didn't know. But it was, uh, it was kind of, uh, I don't want to call it superficial because evidently the good Lord was knocking on my brain at that time, and I, I've been super, super fortunate through my whole lifetime to have had different things happened to me that you knew could only happen because God and the Holy Spirit said this is what's going to happen. Mm. Pings in my life, I call it pings, uh, in my life have been there, and that's kind of to keep me centered and keep me, uh, you know, between the ditches on the, on that road. Now, I veer off a lot, I'll tell you that, you know, like uh, anyone else. You know, I, I have my moments. But it, it always brings me back you know, to it. So anyway... High school, regular high school teenage stuff, you know, just thinking you're the king of the walk type deal or whatever. And and, uh, and, and did have a couple of retreats that I went to that uh, kind of gave me a little kick in the butt and uh, kind of taught me to way. You know, there's something different than just Murphy Gilbert in this world. You know, there's other people and there's th- things out there. And I kind of viewed it and uh, I was kind of lucky because I did a couple of retreats when I was a senior. You know, to help out in in that part. I even had the chance of playing. I bet you didn't know this, but uh, the passion play. Uh-huh. Okay, how they do it every mm-hmm. year. Well, they they have a touring group that goes out, and you know, and does passion plays all over. Well, they came to Lafayette. I was a senior in high school, and they came to Lafayette and did it at the Hyman, a suburb of Kaplan. Yes, of course. Okay, uh, we, I knew where it was at. You know, and I, I knew that I had to get here, but. Well, my um, English teacher, or speech teacher, excuse me, put a group together to go to see the Passion Play at the Hyman. All right? We get there. We walk in through the door. 
and this guy comes and meets us and says, hey, do you want to be in the play? And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, well, we need three or four uh, people that are to be in the play. You don't have a speaking part, <laughs> but you can be part of it. You'll be part of the crowd. So, man, we thought it was pretty cool. So, like, four of us guys said, oh, yeah, we're going to go do this. So we get out there, and uh, we were being, our parts were part of the crowd, a part of slaves. So <laughs> they made us undress, and they put this little white thing around our waist, you know. And, uh, and we went out there, and, and it was a beautiful play. It really was. I mean, it, it was weird, though, when you were in the back, all these actors walking around, they were actually living the part of Jesus, living the part of, of everyone, you know, of Peter and Paul and all these. And it's, it's like you look at them, and you're like, oh, no, they, they, they know what they're doing. This is the real deal. You know, they really do. So anyway, we go through the play, and, and, and I'm thinking, it's a pretty cool deal, you know, part of this thing, you know. Well, I walk out there, I got nothing on but a loincloth, you know. And, and uh, I'm, I'm not thinking about all these other people that came with us looking up at us and saying, well, look, they're, they're almost naked, you know. But it, it became pretty good. It was a part, it was kind of like a little ping that the good Lord said. Let me kind of show you this, you know. So anyway, you go through high school and go into the college sector of it and all, and then you get, I got married. You know, found this wonderful uh, person. We got married. We actually got married young. I was uh, 20 years old, and she was 19. I assume she's a Cajun Catholic. Yes. Okay. Yes, very much. Just want to make sure. Yeah, she keeps me pretty grounded. You know, she she pops my bubble every once in a while, <laughs> lets me know, hey, look, you're not all you think you are. And uh, we got married. Uh, actually, we dated for like three years, and then we got married. And then uh, uh, three years later, we had our first son. Uh, Brady, boy, we had three boys. Good Lord knew not to give me girls because I couldn't handle this dating scene with girls. Of course, <laughs> I'm only saying that because Todd, Todd just has girls. I got three, you know. So anyway, uh, two years after Brady, we had another son, uh, Cade, and then two years after Cade, we had a, our third son, Mitchell. This whole time that uh, we were having children and all, we we went to mass every Sunday, very devoted. You know, uh, pretty superficial though, on my part. You know, it really was. I'd go to mass. I knew, I knew my Catholic religion. Uh, uh, I went to mass probably because of obligation. Not showing uh, my children really that you need to go to mass because of this or or, or whatever. And uh, and the whole time, I didn't realize that uh, the good Lord had plans for me. You know, He was just letting me do my thing. Let me kind of run around and be this superficial kind of guy and all this other stuff. And lo and behold, um, he had plans for me that I, I, I didn't know. You know, Thank God I didn't know because I was probably going to run away, you know, not receive it. Well, anyway, we had three children and uh, going through everyday life like everyone else, working and, and uh, trying to provide a uh, good living for our family. And uh, But really... As far as from my religion portion, now, it was it was superficial. Even though at that time we were living in Abbeville and I was uh, on the parish council for St. Teresa uh, Church and uh, actually was um, doing some retreats for the uh, youth at that mm-hmm. time. Uh, but kind of being hollow inside, 
You ever get that feeling? Oh, yeah. We all go through that, you, you know. know. Talking to talk but not walking the walk type deal, you know. It's kind of like it was. It was, hey, do what I say but not what I do. You know, okay, don't leave thing. us hanging. I know something changed. <laughs> yeah. what, what was the moment? Well, actually, uh, I, my middle son, Cade, when he was one year old, he began falling and tripping, and, uh, and, and his motor skills were, were having problems. So we brought him to, uh, to a doctor to see him, and, and they, they were confused about it, never came up with a diagnosis. But he began to not able to, when, when at first he could speak and he could walk and all, well, he couldn't walk any longer and he, he couldn't talk any longer. And, and it was God that gave me that angel and said, hey, buddy, let me bring you back down to earth here. You think that you're, you're at a point where uh, you think you're all this. You're not. This young person I just put into your life is the reason that you need to be a Catholic and, and a father, you know, and uh, and and it, at that time is the time that I said, look, I, I need to to change. I do. And uh, my brother-in-law, who I really have trouble with, <laughs> we don't always see eye to eye. He's married to my sister, and you know how it goes. And, and you know, you, you think your sister's Mary Magdalene or whatever, um, <laughs> and 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 they don't get along with well, you. You're not. You don't get along with the brother-in-law. Came up to me and said, hey, you ever heard about Casilla? And I said, no. I said, tell me about it. He said, well, it's a, it's like a retreat, but it's it's really very centered on that part. I said, well, you know what? Probably time for me to, to do this. And I went to the Casilla Center. Father Jerome Fry was the rector at that time. And uh, I actually went to the Casilla Center, and it was on Pentecostal weekend. Mm-hmm. which is a very, very special weekend, and it's a special weekend for the Casilla Center. And I sat down at that time, and I started thinking about, you know what? Um, it's time that I, I, I get my stuff together. And as Father uh, has, has told me, and we talked about it, I got a conversion at that, that, at that time. And, and I hadn't been to confession in a while. And I went to confession Thursday night. And I went to confession Friday night. I went back to confession Saturday, confessing the same sins that I confessed Thursday. Father Fry said, uh, let's talk about this. You've been here three times, and you said the same sins every time. What's the problem? I said, well, Father, I, I just don't feel like I'm clean. You know, there, there's something. He said, let me tell you something. Words of wisdom from Father Jerome Fry. If the evil one sees that you're going to go out there and just have your your little weekend and you do okay but you're going to come back he leaves you alone but if he sees that you really have a conversion he's going to be in your mind the whole time he's going to pester you hey you think you're good remember when you did this you think you're good remember when you did that so that's what he was doing he was coming back and trying to pop my bubble trying to burst my bubble well, it didn't work, you know, uh, and, and I had a, and, and you know this because you've been through the process, you know, when you get back home and you want to tell you, you're on fire, you know, Father mentioned the, being on fire and, 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 and you did too, you want to convert the whole world, you know, you want to get out there and, well, first of all, I started with my family, you know, with my wife, my wife's like, man, who are you, <laughs> you know, where did this come from, my kids are like, 
whoa, daddy, hang on, hang on, let me back up here, you know. Well, that was one of the first miracles that I had in my life, was that the good Lord thought enough of me to say, hey, look, I want you to come be part of me. I want to try and use you, you know. So anyway, my wife did go to Casilla probably about a, uh, six or seven months later. So we had a kindling, you know, on that portion where she understood on that part. And I don't, I, I don't want to interrupt you, Murphy. Just just let our listeners know uh, you're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show, and today's guest is Mr. Murphy Gilbo from Kaplan and telling a beautiful story. Father Mark Miley is here as our co-host, and I want to I just want to make sure everybody knows who who's talking. Well, I appreciate that, and I'm going to let you get some words in, too. All right. <laughs> you know, i got to keep Father off the Father mic. Father Mark's <laughs> invisible right now. Well, he's yeah. Cajun. He's letting it roll. Man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I became part of the team at the Casino Center. I also became part of the adult team, and we began a uh, youth team at that time, too. So we were there constantly all the time. Uh, and it kind of took me away from my family, mm-hmm. you know. But when I'd come back on the week from the weekends, I was so pumped up, you know, I was able to share with him. Well, let's get back to Cade. He became very ill, and um, it was it was tremendous. This young man, he only lived till he was ten years old, but in his ten years that he lived, he met so many people met him, and I don't want to say converted. But when they'd see his eyes and they'd see his smile, he was always happy. No matter how hurting he was, and he hurt tremendously, he always smiled, no matter what. So when you look at him, he'd just smile at you. And it was like, man, what, you know, why am I down when this child's in this wheelchair and he can't speak, he can't walk, he can't do anything? He was being fed by a tube with smiles. It was like, whoa, 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 hang on. There were so many conversions. I'm going to say it. There were so many people that went back to Christ or went back to because of this young child. He was my angel on earth that the good Lord gave me that I needed, you know, that our family needed. Well, anyway, his last, um, the last time he was in the hospital, we brought him into the hospital, and he was pretty much comatose. And we sat down and, 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 um, we were just supporting him. Was all we were doing. And my youngest son didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because, like two nights before that, we had watched the the movie Ghost. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. seen the movie Ghost, where there at the end, all these little stars come down, all these little angels come down to take him back up to heaven. That's how I explained it to him. So, buddy, do you remember when all those angels came down and took that guy? Yeah, Daddy, I remember that. So that's exactly what's going to happen with Kate, you know? Well, here's another miracle, another ping. At that time, my brother-in-law and my two boys and I, I asked my two boys, I said, look, let's go down to the chapel, you know? Let's go pray. We were at um, the Lord's. So we went down, never knowing my brother-in-law came behind me. So we're sitting down and, and we, we're praying, you know, to the, and I'm I, I noticing my youngest boy, He's just staring up there. I'm saying, and I said, Mitch, his name is Mitch. I said, Mitch, what are you doing? He said, Daddy, I'm looking at Cade. I said, what? Said, yeah, he's up there with Jesus. Said, you don't see him? I heard my brother-in-law in the back. He just kind of went, oof. And I turned around. I didn't notice. You know? And it was like, it, bam, it's here. 
you know, this is this is kind of the truth, you know. So, came out of, uh, and I think, uh, well, Mitch was eight years old at that time. So anyway, we go back, we pray around, and in in my, uh, I'm probably going to go over them a lot of time because no, this you're is doing a story. Good. Uh, I had a cousin came in who had a son that died, and uh, she came just to give us support. So while she was there, she said, "Look, why don't you go back to Kaplan? We've been there for four days." Go back to Kaplan, and uh, my brother and, and Janet, who's my cousin, will be here, you know. So this whole time we'd been all around Kate's bed. So we leaned over, my wife and I leaned over, gave him a kiss. You know, he was non-conscious. He was comatose. I said, buddy, we're just going back home. We'll be back. We gave him each a kiss. We left the, uh, the room, and we drove all the way back to Kaplan, and we just talking to that, never noticing my brother's coming behind us. In his truck. Well, when we got to the house, my wife had a little rose bush. It had like five roses on it, okay, which was each one of us. And one of them was, was dead. So my brother pulls up. He says, Kate passed away. He said, the moment, moment you all walked out of the room and got into the elevator, he just had two little tears and he just passed away. Well, here's the deal. I believe in my heart that my cousin was there just for that and that her son Jace came down from heaven to pick him up to go go back up to heaven he didn't want us to see him pass away he was waiting for that special moment so these miracles in my life is really what keeps me centered and keeps me going forward you know all the time it's it's and it's the little things my wife and I we never argue over the big things we don't we argue over the little things if we do anything because, look, we've been through something that, you know, nothing else is going to hurt us. But he's kept me so grounded and so so looking at God just because he was in my life on this part and all. So I know it took a lot of the time. No, that I was shouldn't fantastic. Have done that. Are you kidding me? That's yeah. why we're here. Yeah, that's being united with Christ at the cross. I mean, yeah, I see that often with many people at that moment. Uh, that uh, our loved ones unite and they embrace the cross with the Lord. And in that moment, we see these great moments of grace that affect us for the rest of our lives. And so often uh, we, because of our humanness or not being uh, aware of the mercy of God, we don't see those moments. And we miss out on a beautiful gift that God has given us at a very defining moment in our life. And so embrace it and love it and share it with others because others have had other experiences like that, and sometimes they don't realize it, and they need to hear it so they can see their own experience be important in their lives too. Well, there's no doubt that that was a, a you know the Casilla being one a turning point in my life to where I um, get back on where I'm supposed to be, you know, and and then of course uh, you know having Kate in my life was was just such a huge. Uh, part of it, you know, that, that it, it, it just goes back to where, look, good Lord's going to take care of us if we just open the door. You know, and that's the problem. A lot of times that door is closed, you know, and, and, and he, he's he got to take a crowbar or whatever he is, and evidently he had to hit me on the head a few times to do it, you know, but then, then he put people like you guys in my life, you know, like Todd and like you, Father, you know, to, to keep me grounded, to keep me where, hey, i got to be focused, on this thing, you know, I'm not always the greatest person in the world. I understand that, but if I surround my pe- myself with great people, th- you'll rub off. 
you know that's 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 where I'm at right now. Anytime Murphy calls me, you know, he's always uh, opens up or closes with Decolores, you know, uh, and that's the that's the call of the Cursia and how, how when you walk away from Cursia, it's all in colors. You know, everything is uh, in colors. You were black and white before. Now, I've known Murphy for, I feel like, a very long time, and we met through the Ford business and all, but I never knew that story about his son, which is a testament to him and his faith because you would never know i think for me that might devastate the rest of my life and i would carry that around and you know might walk around with a real gloomy face but this guy is one of the most cheerful lovers of christ and 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 optimistic people i've ever met and i I, i'm just so grief stricken about your story but so impressed by how you carry yourself well it's it you know toddy was sad at the time but you know what it was because God made that part of my life, or part of our lives, the family, our lives, that uh, you know, some good came out of it. Some very, very good. I can't tell. Again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but I can't tell you how many people met this young man who only in ten years, you know, affected so many people. It's like my gosh, mm. I can't do it. I, I'm 63 years old. And I have an affected the amount of people that he has, you know, and he, he did it in 10 years. So it's like, hey, the good Lord, he knows what he's doing. You know, it's us that gets in the way. Definitely. You know, he knows what's going on. It's uh, it's us. But listen, thank you for having me. And, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate your friendship oh, and always have. And, you're and, my man, uh, Murphy. I love you. Uh, we got about two minutes left on the show, Father. I'll let you take it away and uh, maybe... Uh, close and ask Murphy a couple more questions. Well, first of all, I, I think one main things that I've seen Murphy uh, show to the community and, and to everyone he meets is the love of God and the willingness to trust the Holy Spirit. And I really encourage all the listeners out there to allow your hearts to be open to the, the power of God's Holy Spirit in your life, to bring you to all truth that he teaches, and never to be afraid to go out and, and be an example to others of what it means to be Catholic and what it means to, to, to trust the faith and live the faith uh, is in those moments that great things happen through us uh, because of our love for God and our willingness to say yes. So, Murphy, thank you for saying less. Thank you for allowing me to come to, to know you. Uh, there's nothing more important than seeing someone in a duck blind. You really get to know them very quickly in a duck blind. <laughs> and uh, we've had some good good visits and uh, haven't always shot a lot of ducks, but, boy, we've seen some beautiful sunrises and seen the creation of God. And for that, we give thanks. Amen. 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 So just just a minute left on the show, Murphy. I feel like Cade's been here with us the whole time. I mean, it's so powerful, you know, and the Spirit just tells me he's so proud of you. And, I, I mean, it's something that I feel like I know I'll be praying for him every day moving forward. But, um, you know, what what's next for you? Well, you know what? we uh, got a lot of things happening in Kaplan. And a lot of the guys, the men have stepped up, as Father talked about. It's amazing now, whenever they, whenever they call the rectory, one of the first words out of the mouth, well, okay, we'll get TMI involved mm-hmm. in it, you know, which is cool because I've seen a lot of conversions, you know, and and, uh, and that's what it's about. It's about being out there and helping the community, being out there and, and, and showing that it's okay to be to love Christ. It's okay to love, to be Catholic. You know, it's kind of, it's cool. I find this cool. I don't know what you absolutely. think. It's it's absolutely cool to be Catholic now. And you it's know? even cooler to be Cajun and Catholic. That's you true. got that right. Even <laughs> you know, though we speak a little bit too much sometimes. You know, Todd, one of the things I, uh, I tell everybody, and I start saying at the parishes, I tell, tell them I love you. 
And it's oh, yeah. always interesting to see when I say it to men for the first time, they kind of step back because they're not sure where it's coming from. But I always tell people, I love you like Christ. And if you can take that moment and each and every day tell people how much we love them and, and to let them know that they're loved, what a better world this would be each and every day. huh? Fantastic. You've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Thank you for joining us, Murphy. Thank you for being here. Thanks Father for having Mark, me. Mark, I love Thank you guys. You. Y'all, you. God bless love you. Love you too.